0: The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Kaler, Elder Law and Special Needs Attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone to the Answers for Elders podcast network. And we are here with Elder Law and Long-Term Care Planning Attorney, Mr. Jim Kaler from the Kaler Law Firm. And Jim, welcome to the show as we're going to talk today about Medicaid and specifically in the long-term care process as you're aging um obviously uh jim welcome to the back to the show thank you jim i um you know there's a national statistic out there that blows my mind and it's probably a couple years old so it might even be worse now but It stated, I think, something close to about 45% of seniors that are undergoing in some sort of long-term care capacity, whether it's, you know, uh, clinical care or, you know, um, any sort of uh, supervised care, they're under what's called Medicaid. They run out of um, their own financial aspects and they're being supplemented in some way by um long term you know long term care Medicaid coverage. Um, which care Medicaid
1: is the single biggest payer toward long term care in the country. Isn't that amazing?
0: It's amazing and certainly something that you know we all have to look at is the baby boomers now are a third of the population of the united states right now and you know we're it's going to get more so that way especially because of you know the financial situations of where our country has been i mean i look at this personally and i think to myself how in the world is this country going to pay for so many baby boomers in the future but it's going to that's going to be a reality and so obviously we have to look at a lot of our of, as we're living longer we're going to outlive our money we're going mm-hmm. to outlive our assets and the cost of healthcare is overwhelming. Yeah. So, share with us a little bit about how Medicaid comes into play. I would love to have this conversation with you.
1: Okay. Medicaid for long term care is, first of all, let's make sure we understand it's different than Medicaid under Obamacare. Right. Different than Medicaid for people who have disabilities
0: in mm-hmm.
1: the age blind disabled program. Right. And even though long-term care is usually for the aged, Mm -hmm. age-blind disabled is still a separate animal. Those are income-driven. There is some asset-driven, but those are SSI-dependent, septum-alsecurity income, okay? Medicaid for long-term care, you may have had Medicaid for the Obamacare, you may have had age-blind disabled Medicaid before, but once you need long-term care, now we're talking about a separate category still under the Medicaid umbrella. Right. Because the other is about health care, not long-term care. Here's the difference. You need to get your tonsils taken out. That's health care. You have a heart Mm -hmm. attack. Your treatment is health care. You have a stroke. Your immediate treatment is health care. When you get to the point that you can't bathe yourself, dress yourself, groom yourself, toilet, well, anyone can toilet. Clean up after toileting by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's long-term care right okay you have a heart attack and you and
0: recover- don't you have to meet like two of the seven
1: to two qualify? Of the seven or one plus medication management or okay given how many people are suffering from dementia you need a safe environment i mean you could be perfectly able to bathe yourself dress yourself bathing juice is the big one by the way and and do all that take your medicines on time But you're in danger of starting your breakfast and still having the stove on high at three in the afternoon because of dementia. So, if you need a safe environment because of a cognitive decline, Mm -hmm. that by itself is a test for long term care Medicaid eligibility. Okay. Got it. You have to first have the, uh, I hate to call it medical need because this is not medical coverage, but you have to have the health need. Okay. to help bathing or dressing. We call those uh, acti- activities of daily living, mm-hmm. everything working people do before they walked out the door, or help with medication management. You can't remember to take your pills in the proper order, yep. um, and that's getting more and more complicated, um, or medication management plus one activity of living, okay? Uh, those are the eligibility criteria to get in, or you need that safe environment. Okay. That's now just does, does the Medicaid
0: law. does the Medicaid law differ per state or is it pretty much uniform?
1: Yes and yes. Okay. Okay. Medicaid, Medicare, let's let's contrast Medicare here first. Okay. Medicare, the, the big Medicare program, is uniform across the country because it's all federal. Now The different insurances that go with Medicare require a state license, so those have some slight state differences, but that's just on the licensing for the supplement or the Advantage plan or the drug plan, okay? Medicaid is a mix of federal money and state money. Most states, I think there are three or four, and I'm not even sure who they are, but there are three or four states who do not participate at all. They just leave it to the feds, but all the other states- participate so they put in some of the money if they participate in expanded obamacare they put in about a third of the money for obamacare okay on everything else age blind disabled or they don't do expanded medicaid under obamacare and you know who you are states that didn't participate
0: yeah
1: uh long-term care the states put in about half so because state money is involved, the states get to have some of the rules particular to their states. Most of the states just said, oh, we'll do what the Fed say. It's mm-hmm. just the easiest thing to do. Um, when it, Medicaid was initially created in the 1960s, uh, 16, 17, 18 states said, we're going to have slightly different criteria. And Ohio, where I live and uh, practice, is one of those states. Those are called 209B states because section 209b of the medicaid uh, law allowed them to do that mm-hmm. most of the 209b states got out of having their own criteria again because of the medic the uh, the better split on on obamacare that was available mm-hmm. to them so most states are now 1634 saying we'll just follow the federal rules california is out on its own by itself and that's not surprising I mean, they can afford it they've got the like the fifth largest economy in the world, just, right. just California. Okay. So there's still a 209 B state as I understand it. And there may be one or two more, but, but, um, they still have to stay within certain guidelines, but mm. there are differences and almost all of the differences as I understand it. I mean, I'm not an expert on Washington Medicaid or Massachusetts Medicaid, just Ohio, and I can't even call myself an expert because I haven't taken the test. Have to do estate planning. And as you and I discussed privately, I don't do estate planning. Um, but I do have a lot of experience in Ohio Medicaid, okay? And I think most people trust my opinions, those crazy fools. Um, so, <laughs> but as I understand it, most states have their differences on eligibility, who can get in, how poor do you have to be, and what counts as a resource against your eligibility okay those are the differences once you're inside the medicaid program there aren't drastic differences there are some for example again ohio being a little more red we'll call it um has something where they try to control costs on both medicare and medicaid at the same time and we are the guinea pig for the entire country of, of red states looking to do this um but I don't think there's a whole lot of differences once you're in the program, but yes, you okay. can have differences. So what I'm talking about today is from my knowledge in Ohio.
0: Okay.
1: And where I, if I, I have no clue how different Texas or California or Massachusetts, yes. and Florida mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. but you can use these as guidelines because they're not very far off.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting too, because like here in the, um, in Washington, we call it copes. Okay. It's different. We have a different um, platform and we have tiers of Medicaid, oh, which okay. uh, so it's interesting that uh, quali- Qualifiers of long-term care Medicaid.
1: What's that? Tiers of long-term care Medicaid.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, OK. Yeah. So you can get, um, for example, if you still live in your house and you still, uh, you know, you own your house or whatever, but it's you're not you don't have cash to get out of it. It will actually pay for you for a certain degree until, you know, you, your house oh, is so, oh yeah, yeah, we, we have that in Ohio. We do the, so, but there's different levels. So at one time here in Washington state, just before some, some budgetary person just went like this to one classification. And that was out all seniors that are on Medicare in our Medicaid in um, senior living communities, assisted living. And I was just going like, What? You can't do that. So anyway, we, we had to fight for that. And luckily, you know, got that overturned because that was just a stupid budgetary, ridiculous thing. So those things happen, obviously, is that, you know, that they have the flexibility to go back and
1: forth. Yes. And assisted livings are probably the last thing to have joined the Medicaid system in part because they're the last thing that appeared in senior living care. Sure. Okay. Um, And assisted livings want to be able to say they take Medicaid, Mm -hmm. but they may not want to actually give Medicaid very often. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. for people who haven't yet moved in and are worried about outliving their money, the admissions director at assisted living likes to say, oh, if you run out of your money, we'll consider you for Medicaid, even if they don't really intend to.
0: No. And they can also say, Oh, well, we did, but um, guess what? Uh, we're only gonna do it for three months longer. So right.
1: that's what or, happened to my mother. So here in Ohio they can say, Yeah, we consider for Medicaid and we'll take Medicaid, but not from you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It it's um, you know. Um, that 's the thing that I think is so uh important with this this process, so i 'm um, certainly in there so um in this first segment, obviously you we 're going to talk a little bit about you know how to qualify and all this stuff probably in our next segment, but I want to just overview that Medicaid is a long term care supplement, but it 's also not necessarily supplement because it could potentially take over or same of your social security benefits would then go away. Is that correct?
1: Um, yes and no. Again, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I'm trying I to explain. Answer. Yeah. Okay, if I, as far as I know, every state is what we call an income first state. Your income has to go first before Medicaid. Correct. Any money. Okay, so your your social security or your pension or whatever doesn't go away. But that's the first thing you have to pay. Yeah. But so you are you are allowed to keep some income for personal spending that, you know, if you're in a nursing home, you don't need much because you, your room and board's covered, okay? Right. But you may want a candy bar, haircuts, a phone, magazine, or some outings, okay? Um, and then I think in every state, you get to keep your health insurance. See, Medicaid doesn't want to pay all of your health insurance costs. So if you can get a Medicare supplement, or an advantage plan, they want you to keep it so that Medicaid doesn't have to pay the twenty percent that Medicare doesn't cover. Right? Yes, the money all comes from the same pair of pants, but every guardian of an individual pocket is guarding that pocket. Okay.
0: And we, and and I know that, like for example, my mom, she only got nine hundred dollars a month Social Security,
1: but mm-hmm.
0: when she ran out of money and she was on Medicaid, she actually had to pay. Her premium for her Regent's Blue Shield, which is was her supplement, yeah, um, that was paid for, and then the remainder of her Social Security, with the exception of like sixty dollars a month.
1: Yeah, see, in Ohio, it's fifty. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. if your home is like you're home, it's like fifteen hundred bucks. You're still got to pay the the gas yeah. and utilities and buy your own food, etc. But but yeah. if you're a nursing home or assisted living in Ohio, it's fifty bucks spending money. Wow, I think we may have a slightly lower cost of living than Washington does. I'm not sure. Okay, probably. And, and yeah. One thing I'm going to clarify before we go, and I know we're running out of time. Um, Suzanne's uh, reference to a supplement is different than a Medicare supplement. Okay, Correct. thank you. Yeah, she was just using supplement, small s, yes, not capital s. So just Keep that in mind. Thank don't don't mix <laughs>
0: Yes. And so we're going to continue the conversation about Medicaid. And number one, we're going to talk a little bit about how to qualify. And there is a process. And so Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at hyphen afe that's jkoyler-afe at protectingseniors.com.
1: It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed.